This is Isabel and Sandy Miss Conversations with Neighbors. This is a podcast to spark conversations among neighbors about happenings in and around Sandy Miss. I am Isabel in Sandy Miss, and I'm happy to be one of your neighbors. Thanks for joining me today, and I am excited to start something that I have thought about doing ever since I launched the podcast in November of 2019. I've always been interested in small town, locally owned mom and pop shops that we have here in San Dimas. So I wanted to start a series and it's going to be called Locally Owned, where I interview business owners who live and work here locally in town. And just to highlight who these people are, tell their stories, how they came to set up shop in San Dimas and what the community and environment has been like. I think of this as my small contribution to promoting locally owned businesses in town. I'm hoping we can spur uh, the creation of more locally owned shops in town, as well as encourage our residents to patronize these uh, locally owned mom and pop shops. I'm not sure how often I'll be releasing these, just whenever I uh, get a chance to interview a local business owner. If you or someone you know is a local business owner and you think they have a neat story to share, and you'd like to hear them on this show, let me know. You can reach out to me at isabelandsandemus.com. So for this first episode in the series, I connected with Joseph Durkin, who's the owner and baker at Palermo Cafe and Bakery up in Via Verde. You might wonder why I started there, and it's really simple. We have a personal connection. Joseph went to school with my husband, Phil, and he was someone that, you know, I have followed on social media and thought, why not reach out to them? They're a new business and might be a great place to start. And I do think that this was a great interview, so I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. In 2015, Nancy D'Angelo and Joseph Durkin decided to take on their family legacy by restarting Palermo Cafe and Bakery. Nancy's family is rich with Sicilian roots, and Joseph is rich with culinary background. Their collaboration, Palermo Cafe and Bakery, was destined to be. The D'Angelo family was the original owners of Palermo Bakery going back 40 years ago in the city of Alhambra. Using old traditional recipes infused with modern techniques and styles, the new Palermo Cafe and Bakery is a modern twist on the traditions of the past. Here's my interview with Joseph. So I'm here in Via Verde at the popular, well-known shopping center up in Via Verde. Uh, I'm meeting with Joseph Durkin, who is the, uh, I'd say, owner founder, baker, entrepreneur here at Palermo Bakery. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so Joseph, just let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? <laughs> well, um, I started in a restaurant um, when I was 15, dishwashing in San Dimas at a Pinnacle Peak Steakhouse. Okay. <laughs> and then I uh, moved up uh I really got along with the manager and now she's the owner and uh, she asked me to cook and um, I started like training and just fell in love with it. I never thought I'd, I'd like cooking, 
or anything, <laughs> but I was always like an artist. I always loved like art class, painting, drawing. And I think that kind of filled that like void kind of like of not drawing anymore and stuff. Like I could be creative with like cooking and I really got a kick out of like people like saying that's the best steak I've ever had mm. or like things like that. So I really like took to that. Um, and then I went to school. I went to Citrus and Chafee and uh, just didn't like it. Just was, I took like computer graphic design, but it just felt like a job. You know, I wasn't really making Excited. anyone happy. Yeah. Like it just felt like work, yeah. you know? And so um, I quit going there and I took a break trying to figure out like, what am I going to do? You know, I was getting kind of nervous. And then uh, <laughs> I saw a commercial on TV for Le Cordon Bleu and I decided to give them a call and I uh, started like two weeks later and um, really loved it. I like kind of excelled there. I ended up getting my bachelor's in uh, culinary management. Um, I was a chef at the Golden Spur for about five years. Uh, I worked at a couple restaurants in Hollywood for a little bit. Then we kind of saw like a niche like in uh, the culinary industry that needed to be kind of filled. And that was like uh, pastries wholesale. Mm -hmm. And so I had a partner in the beginning and it kind of didn't work out with him. Um, and so we decided like we wanted to work for ourselves and uh, we're just tired of like working for somebody like no matter who it is, you kind of want to do things your way and you're not like, <laughs> you feel like you have good ideas, but like, you don't want to have to answer to the man all the time. <laughs> yeah. You just want to like do things your way. And so we, uh, decided to start a pastry company and go door to door to restaurants selling cheesecakes for desserts, mm. kind of like meat vendors sell like T-bone steaks. And so that um, started going really good. We, we got like about four or five wholesale clients and we were doing it um, in the back of a restaurant. And then uh, we eventually were able to just do that. And then I got hired by a school to do a lunch service for school. And that kind of propelled me to figure out how to do everything like correct, like business wise. Like I had to do my own uh, DBA, uh, things with taxes, the whole. You learned a lot about the business side of. Exactly. Yeah. Preparing like, food. Yeah. Doing like by being forced to pretty much, you know? And so um, we did that. And then when my first partner, when we had a falling out, uh, I was engaged at the time to Nancy, my co-owner of Palermo Bakery. Uh, she's like, like, let's not like, just tell everyone like we're done, like let's keep it going. And uh, let's call it Palermo Bakery. The reason we, did that was her dad was the original owner of Palermo Bakery in Alhambra. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like an ongoing family yeah. tradition. So he owned it about 45, 50 years ago. Okay. And uh, he was like the original supplier to the hat. 
Okay. Yeah. At one point, he got up to a million pieces a day of bread. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was insane. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. He would sell to Alpha Beta uh, in Nevada, Utah, all across the state. And um, his name's Joseph D'Angelo, and uh, he still helps us with, like, all the cheesecake recipes and custards nice. and things like that, like his original recipes. and. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just shared a lot. I yeah, want I have like, no, that's okay. I have a ton of questions. So, well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, so when you say we, you're referring to yeah. you and Nancy. Yes. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, I'm hearing this story for the first time, but it, it's like this melding of, you know, you trying to find your way. I don't know with like you want to be creative and make I, I think I heard you say you like making people happy hearing people yeah. that people like what you prepare them so it's like on the one hand we have Joseph here kind of like finding his way and happening upon you know this bakery whereas Nancy and her family it's kind of been like this family long tradition so yeah um in some ways it's like this uh, melding of two, yeah, two people, like two ideas. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, are you a San Dimas native? Yes. So I grew up on Walnut in San Dimas. Okay. During college, I kind of moved out and uh, lived in Upland a little bit. But then we also lived on Avenue Loma Vista in Via Verde, and now we live in Via Verde presently. Okay. Well, because like you away. said you. Uh, your first cooking job was at Pinnacle uh-huh. Peak. I'm like, okay, yeah. only like a 15 year old who lives in San Dimas <laughs> would probably be working yeah. there, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. and it, it came full circle, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never thought I'd be like the shopping center. I walked through a million times, like growing up, and probably walked by this store, you know, a bunch of times, and I never thought I'd be having my own business right you know, here. here. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Do you know what was in this location before? Yeah. So, um, it has a lot of history. I think it was like a hardware store, a video store, and then before us, a frozen yogurt store. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So moving into the sweets. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, so you bring up, you know, that you've been, you visited this shopping center, you've passed this storefront dozens of times. So what, made you choose this location you know I, I there's a lot of different places in san Dimas you could have chosen so yeah why here so um it's kind of like uh, in like like a miracle kind of it was <laughs> uh we had to we were originally going to open in glendora okay and uh it was on route 66 and it was next to the golden spur and we were um pretty much uh like a couple months away from opening final inspections, but they sold the land and we had like 30 days to move. Oh no. Yeah. And so it was like scary. Was that like right before you opened or? Um, it was like nine months before, before we opened the Via Verde store. Okay. So we did all the permits, all oh, the man. architectural work, <laughs> engineering. We built that place from scratch too. So it was like a year and like working on it. Oh. And um, so we're looking everywhere, Laverne, San Dimas, Covina, you name it, you know, looking at all these units, everything was like expensive and kind of like, eh, I don't know if that will work. And we, 
you know, drive by the shopping center every day, every morning, and there's lease signs on every unit. And we're like, <laughs> let's just check it out, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's just see, like, get kind of like an idea of how much it cost. Okay, so we came in uh, to the unit and immediately like fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. It was like, we were so surprised because they have, there's like 13 huge windows, like a beautiful view of the park. Um, Mm -hmm. we're a minute away. It was a frozen, uh, yogurt store before us. So, um, it was kind of like they had some drains, but we had to do a, like more plumbing. Like we retiled everything, uh, new counter, uh, had to put in like a hood and everything, but it was all ready for you. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a clothing store before, you know? Mm -hmm. So plus two in Via Verde, you have to drive pretty far for something good to eat and like a good cup of coffee like there's no starbucks here there's no like so you saw a need yeah you could fill exactly and like waking up every day like i admit like i get starbucks (laughs) i get starbucks like every day and uh i just kind of fell into that trap you know and so i'd have to drive to glendora or san dimas and like why not just be able to drive a minute away and get like a really good cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that's... you brought coffee to the residents of Via Verde yeah. and their delicious yeah. pastries. Well, so for any, for someone who's listening and hasn't been to the shop, you know, I could say it is very nice inside, you know, like you said, new tiles, you know, the tables and chairs are nice and comfortable. It's like really quite open. It You walk in and, and this the store kind of goes to the back. And what I love, you know, you have your pastry um, display um, next to the, you know, the cash register center. Um, but I love there's a, a window in the back where you mm-hmm. can kind of see into the kitchen, which is really neat. Thanks, uh, did you yeah. guys put that in yourselves? Yeah, we we did all the work ourselves. So me and Nancy's godfather, his name's Hobart. I just wanted to give him a shout out because <laughs> he... Uh, did a lot of work with me. He was kind of like the the brains on like how to do things. And I was like kind of the grunt work. And so we took nine months to do all the work. But mm-hmm. even the ceiling tiles like was took like four days to do. It was wow. Yeah, everything. The plumbing, you know. So a lot of love went into yes. building this. And that's kind of like something I want to kind of go back on. Like being in Via Verde is like we weren't really thinking about this before we opened, but when we opened, we really realized like it's an Italian theme, you know, the coffee or the cafe. And, um, in Italy, there's like a cafe, like on every corner, Mm -hmm. like with people, everyone knows each other and everyone's like super nice, good coffee. And, uh, we brought that kind of here too, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I feel like we kind of did something better than we expected to. Yeah. So. so I came to your grand opening back in September of 2019 and there was a great turnout. The line was out the door. Um, I feel like I recognized a lot of people, maybe, you know, people from around town, mm-hmm. you know, your mom, just familiar faces, yeah. um, you know, and I, I hadn't been back since then. I, as people know, I have two young kids and it's not walking distance from our house. It's yeah. hard to get here. But um, today we came and like the cafe was 
mostly full, a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, where do, where did all these young people come from? And then, you know, um, also you, you mentioned a lot of regulars. Yeah. So, um, I guess I wanted to know, um, how has business been for you? How receptive has the community been? You know, the folks around here, we didn't expect to be like everyone to be this supportive. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, um, and I like to just like put it out there. Like it's kind of like a touchy subject for us. So we opened in the shopping center with the, there's a donut shop that's been here for like, gosh, since, and it, since anyone can remember, you know, mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you're going to hurt the donut shop. You're going to hurt the donut shop. Like, and just like scaring us, you know, so much. And it's, that was never like our intention, you know? So we needed a place to go, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, I feel like us going here is a lot better than like a Starbucks Mm -hmm. or a Pete's coffee, which was going to go in, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, it was? Yeah. They had, we saw like plans for one at like the city before like while we were looking at, at plans this, or at this shopping yeah, center. Yeah, the same unit. Wow. And then across from us, they wanted to like level that building and put a Starbucks too. Oh no. But like something with the owner didn't want it. But since we've opened, I think a lot of people, they don't want the donut shop to leave, which is great. And they've been fully supporting them like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think they're doing even better than when before we moved in. Oh, that's great. Well, and, and so, you like, offer different yeah, like pastries, like cheesecakes and, and like scones and like pies and of course and sometimes and you just are just craving different. sometimes yeah. you just want a donut and you yeah. just want to go, go to the donut shop yeah, but then sometimes exactly. and I know you guys cater and do yeah. different things too so it's it's kind of a different um, yeah. business. Yeah. And like altogether. if you look I don't want this to sound like an excuse but if you look like at the Starbucks on Lone Hill and it's in Glendora. There's a donut shop in there and no one seems to have a problem with that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that was like really the most stressful obstacle I think we've had with like people supporting us here. Mm-hmm. But it's really gone away. Okay. Oh, like it's people see never that hear about it anymore. Both can thrive yeah. right here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I wanna go back a little bit to you said, you know, you had a spot in mind in Glendora on yeah. Route 66, and then that fell through. You ended up here. I wanted mm-hmm. to know, um, you know, for anyone who's listening who, you know, is curious about what it's like to have a business in San Dimas, how was it for you to, you know, work with the city if you did have to work with the city at all? Mm-hmm. I mean, probably with renovating and stuff like that you did. What What was your experience like? you know, starting a business from scratch in San Dimas. I'm really grateful to the city of San Dimas because they did help us a lot. People really wanting a business in Via Verde, I think they really kind of pushed us through a little bit faster. Mm. There is a couple things I'd like to say. We had an architect that we used in Glendora and uh, he, and I heard this from him and then several contractors that they don't, work with San Dimas. Mm. Like if you want to do something like they don't say no, like, they have like they, a preconceived they notion. Yeah. Okay. They won't work in San Dimas. And I, that was scary. I was like stressing out, like this is going to be the hardest thing. I don't even think we're going to be able to do it. To be so that scared you off. <laughs> yeah. Big time. You started, but big your time. experience went smoothly, but just the, um, yeah. Kind of the 
words on the street that you heard ahead of time made yeah. you nervous. And that's interesting. I think the reason why is not the inspection part of like after the work is done, like they have an inspector come out. That was like a piece of cake, but it was the planning, the getting plans approved. I think I went back and forth with plans at least six times. Mm hmm. And that was like a headache. So every time I'd submit plans, I'd have to wait uh, 15 business days to mm -hmm. hear back. Mm -hmm. And that's because they send the plans out to a separate company mm. to, to, review like, it. to review it. Yeah. And so it just kind of took that was more six times, ti six times I had to do that. Okay. And it was kind of like, why the first time didn't you just lay out like everything but it was like the next time they found something else and a lot of back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of like small, but when you're running a business and then also trying to do this at the same time, every hour, every second counts. And like, honestly, I think like if they just had like a checklist of like what you need, like kind of like a guideline mm -hmm. and like the people that work at the front desk, if they had like a guideline, I'm like just having everyone on the same page about yeah. what needs to be turned in at, yeah. at the at the first time. Yeah. Despite all that, you're here. You've opened your yeah, you know, I'd say successful. So Thank what you. would you say to someone who was in similar shoes who, you know, maybe wants to open a business but they're scared or, you know, they're worried about the process? Um, what's your um, advice? I would just <laughs> say go for it. Like it's if you love it then you shouldn't have to worry about it. And people can see that, you know, like people can see the love in someone's eyes for what, like when they're doing what they love. Like I really wish like more people would open businesses, especially mm -hmm. in San Dimas. Cause it's a great city. It's everyone's really positive and uh, supportive. Like I mm -hmm. didn't think we we're going to have this much support by the community. Mm -hmm. It's, very doable like if I can do it I think anyone can you know um it's it was hard like we put like a lot of money into this um but what we did was like we slowly like took like three we probably took like two or three years and like one month we would buy the display case and store it someplace the next month the oven and the mixer and then the, like saving up yeah for this big project. like even like our flower pots, I saw them at a store one month and I was like, that's going to look good. Like I, I will, that's kind of the colorway that I want to go for, you know? So I bought those, put them away. You know, we had to, uh, eventually it was getting tough. Like the last two months, we still needed furniture. There was like a problem, uh, with the sign here in, uh, the shopping center. We weren't aware that we can't just like reface the sign. We had to get like a whole brand new sign. And that was like an extra expense, like five mm, grand. Like unexpected. Yeah. Expense. And the, the plumbing part was kind of like backwards here and we had to fix that. So that was like another six grand. And so it was getting kind of tight. It was like either I borrow money or we don't open. And it was like I had to like call someone crying <laughs> and like, please, like, I'm so sorry. But they could just tell that like I had so much like love for this that they like said yes. And mm -hmm. we've even paid it back, you know, mm -hmm. so it's That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, so forge through, take yeah. that first leap of faith. Cause I think that's the hardest. Yeah. As you know, I started this podcast in November and it's not a business and I didn't have to, you know, build anything yeah. or talk to the city or anything, but I 
can echo your sentiments that I think starting is the hardest thing. Like yeah. you have all these big ideas, but sometimes just like recording that first episode or like, yeah. you know, making that first purchase for your bakery, um, is scary and can be the hardest thing, but sometimes you just got to do it. And what I also found was that I braced myself for people being mean, you know, people on the yeah. internet are so mean, yeah. And, yeah. you know, are like not supportive or critical, but yeah. I have had like way more kind and positive and supportive reactions yeah. from the community than I ever expected. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, you get like, someone says something like mean or bad and it's like you always like dwell on that but like you might get like five great like we'll get like three five star reviews and like you don't dwell on those as much as you do like Wait, the we negative. should i know and it's like but when <laughs> let you those love lift us up yeah Ooh, there's a bunch of birds. <laughs> when you like love something so much i think that's just the way it is yeah know? let's see so you've talked a lot about you know, some of the challenges, which I, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, that there have been challenges. What are, would you say are some of your biggest successes so far since you've opened the bakery? One of our biggest successes, I didn't think that was going to kind of like go so fast as it is, you know, uh, it's really picking up a lot with that. And that's like, kind of like the backbone, I think, because mm you can get like one big catering and that covers like rent, you know, for the month mm. and things like that. So, and you don't just cater seasonally, you cater year round. No, like surprisingly we do like a lot of funerals. Uh, we do some weddings, birthdays, uh, events for like schools. Uh, mm -hmm. we have one today actually. Yeah. So year round. So for anything yeah, really. Well, yeah. I mean, that's birthdays. great for you guys. It yeah. Like you said, it it's a big amount of, it's a big order, but it helps pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think like a lot of restaurants and places, they should really try to focus on that more too, because it can really like cover all your bills, you know, mm -hmm. like, and then it can kind of save you when it's slow, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think kind of pushing that more. That's awesome. Helps. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, we've talked a lot about like the background of how Palermo Bakery came about, like what it was like starting your business. But um, I feel like it would be silly not to talk about what kind of stuff you make here okay. and what is your personal favorite thing to make. Okay. Yeah. So t tell, you know, for those people who haven't been here yet, paint us a picture of like what kinds of pastries you're serving and what your favorite thing to make yeah is. of course so we um have like a kind of like a wide selection um our display case has fridge on the bottom and then dry on the top so i think my favorite is probably like our cinnamon rolls mm. actually yeah they <laughs> when we bake those the bakery it just comes alive with like fragrance of cinnamon and butter and mm. <laughs> yeah it's like people walk in and like oh my gosh it smells so amazing in here mm -hmm. one of our original items is the creme brulee cheesecake oh, that's really really popular that sounds amazing i love creme brulee yeah <laughs> and like people have come in and be like i've never seen this before like this is like fantastic um we do really good scones uh by hand bagels 
Um, Handmade bagels? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we put the cream cheese on top for you and everything. What service? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And then Mm. we do croissants, like really large cookies. So if you're listening to this and this isn't making your mouth water, I don't know what will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. Cannolis, tiramisu. Oh my gosh. Okay. So pretty much anything. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever do like custom? Like if someone said, oh, I haven't seen you make this. Can you make such and such? Yeah, we that's kind of been like a catalyst for us, I guess you'd say. So like people request like a keto cookie Mm -hmm. and we're like, "Ah, like, I don't think it's like, should we do it? Like, we don't do them right now, but okay, like, we'll try it. Mm -hmm. And we made them and we're like, wow, they they sold really, really well. And now we sell 10 dozen a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... So, They're like really pot, like people come here and get like a dozen, like for the week or. So you're open to ideas. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely open to ideas. Okay. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. My last question for you is, you know, is there anything that you'd like to say to my listeners, uh, your customers or the community, anyone who's listening to this, um, you know, that you'd like to tell them? Um, just a big thank you. You know, I feel like everyone's been so supportive. Um, We really couldn't do it without, like, the help of everybody coming in and checking us out, getting a coffee, you know, trying a cannoli. Um, I just feel like everyone's really appreciative that we're here. And I guess that just really helps us, like, to keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So... Thanks, guys. Awesome. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks so much, Thank Joseph, you. for I having me at your yeah. bakery. Yeah, this course. is a fun chat. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to a local business owner yet, so this yeah. is really fun yeah. to pick your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. That was my interview with Joseph Durkin. I hope it was enlightening for you as it was for me. Um, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts? Have you visited Palermo Bakery up in Via Verde? If not, why not? You need to make a trip up there and support our local bakery. If you have been, uh, what is your favorite thing to get there? We love to try all different things that they have. My kids especially love croissants, so we typically get those almost every time. They have a lot of other sweet treats. Something I want to try is the creme brulee cheesecake, so just throwing it out there. Another question, are you a small business owner or interested in opening a small business in San Dimas? What has your experience been like? Joseph talked a little bit about some of the uh, challenges as well as the successes that they've had. So I'm interested in hearing from you if you're a local business owner. And lastly, like I mentioned at the beginning, what other small businesses in town would you be interested in me featuring on the show in the future? Let me know at isabelandsandimas.com slash Palermo. And as I end this show today with a personal tidbit, you know, as I'm talking about Joseph's Bakery and, you know, thinking about eating these sweet treats. The one thing that comes to mind is that I want to share that one of my sons has a peanut allergy, which has been uh, a bit of an up and down for my family and me. So if you have a child with a peanut allergy or any food allergy, you know how challenging that can be. It's been something that we've uh, just been learning about, talking to doctors and allergists, different experts, and trying to navigate. So um, I guess a mini PSA is 
peanut allergies and food allergies are real. If you know someone, please try to be sensitive to them because it can be a challenge and a source of stress for the whole family. Thanks for listening today. I am Isabel in San Dimas. And before I go, I encourage you to connect with one of your neighbors in town. If you haven't visited Palermo Cafe and Bakery yet, why don't you extend an invitation to a friend or neighbor? Go check it out. Uh, support our local businesses. As always, you can find me at isabelandsandymiss.com. Feel free to reach out anytime with any episode ideas or just to say hi. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye-bye.